What is up, everyone? I'm Charlie. That's Nick. This is the Process Podcast. We got a special guest today, our favorite guest, Nick. Tell everybody who we got. Uh, we got FreeBree88 back. Rian Harris, thank you for joining us. What's up, man? I can't believe we start out with a lot. <laughs> Your favorite person? I appreciate it. However, you can't be out here lying like that. Already. <laughs> I, I should I should say my favorite guest. You have been, I think, so far my favorite guest that we've had on the show. I so, appreciate it. So I take mean, that other guest. We we probably got like three guests. So I mean, you're you're one of three. So <laughs> we've had more than three. You're the first return guest. There we go. Okay, first return guest. <laughs> Setting a trend already. There you go. Lean the way. Lean the way. Uh, so guys, uh, we're just gonna might as well jump right into it. The Buffalo Bills are 12 and three and just took out the brooms and the pail and the dustpan all over Foxborough swept the Patriots for the first time since 1999. Josh Allen looks like he should win the MVP. Give that man MVP. Give that man the Madden cover, put that man on a box of Wheaties. Like I am ready to just crown Josh Allen like the second coming at this point. Cause He's the second coming to Jim Kelly because he's way better than Jim Kelly. Maybe the second coming to Tom Brady, but I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But Josh Allen looks dang good, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, like, the the wild part is, and I'm not going to lie, y'all probably can go tweet check me. I said Belichick wouldn't get swept. That's what I believed until the game started, and I was like, uh, I was wrong. I did not expect that that kind of a performance to happen against a Bill Belichick team the second round. It was amazing. Well, I love the fact how Bill Belichick said early on in the in the week in his press conferences that he didn't think Josh Allen deserved to be in the MVP co- the conversation because he did not see enough of Josh Allen in their first meeting. Well, yeah, you didn't see enough of Josh Allen in the first meeting because you were playing to stop the run and Brian Dable being the offensive mastermind that all of a sudden this season he has become, said, you know what, we're just going to show you we can run the ball with our quarterback and our running backs. And sure enough, Buffalo was able to do that week or uh, the first the first game against New England. Second game against New England, much different story. Josh Allen, I think, had 175 passing yards in the first half, which is more yards than he had in the entire game the first game against New England. Yeah, I think the first game, uh, just the way the Patriots were lining up on defense, they were basically daring the Bills to run at them, and the Bills did, and it was somewhat successful. And then uh, they came out today, and I think they they did, or not today, they came out on Monday and just said, that was cute last time. We're just going to shove it right down your throats today because we can, and we dare you to stop it, and they could not. And Bree, uh, I was kind of thinking similar to you that, Thought it might be a closer game. You know, they could they could squeak it out because the Patriots didn't have a ton of offense. I was not expecting a thirty-eight to nine blowout. I, but did you see the video before the game of Josh Allen goofing around uh, during warmups? I saw that yeah. video. I was like, wow, these guys are loose. They're having fun. Like they're they're gonna just absolutely annihilate somebody. I think that's probably when I when I figured out like yeah, they're probably gonna do some do a couple things because like. Stefan Diggs is probably my the most favorite, my most favorite wide receiver I've in, in like ever, forever, outside of Stevie Johnson, because I love Stevie to, to death. 
But Stefan Diggs is great. Yeah, uh, Stefan Diggs is is legit, man. Three touchdowns. Give that man the hat trick. Uh, I don't know if you guys follow Brother Bill at all on Twitter. Uh, he's a fun follow, kind of. Guys, he does some crazy things. But I did love <laughs> he how – He does he? No, he doesn't sing, so so he's fine. Right. But he he's does – um, He's a table guy, I think. He wakes up yeah. off the table or something. Yeah, he wakes up off the table, and then he brews his coffee. He puts the uh, – uh, Labatt Blue in the Keurig maker and makes that's his coffee in the morning. So he runs it through the Keurig machine. But I think my favorite, my favorite yeah. one was the snowball fight he he did. Yes, yes, I loved uh, the Pittsburgh one too. By the way, not to get off topic, but the Pittsburgh one where he drove to Pittsburgh just to get a, a, a Pamini Brothers sandwich just to punt it back, like just <laughs> to say, like hey, like chicken wings are better than your sandwiches. Uh, wow. Funny. I used to, I, 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 looked, I looked at Pittsburgh him, for I, a brief time, and Pramani Brothers kind of overrated. If you want to take, not a fan of the coleslaw. I took it home one time to my apartment in Pittsburgh and put lettuce on it, and that was extremely, extremely frowned upon. I honestly have no idea what y'all are talking about. I've never heard of it before. <laughs> well, <you're laughs> so, like, what, like, why? As you're explaining this, I'm like nodding my head. But in real life, like, I really have no idea what you're talking about. No, it's, it's their famous sandwich shop in Pittsburgh. It's Permonti Brothers. Like, if you come to Buffalo, you get wings. You go to Pittsburgh, you get Permonti's. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't follow him, but I, I you know, obviously people tweets, uh, retweets his stuff. So I, I'll, I'll, if I'm on Twitter, I'll, I'll see it, but. I did see the snowball fight, and that, and that was great. He he did uh, – so as soon as Diggs caught his third touchdown last night – Which goal. pissed me off, by the way. I did, man. And listen, like <laughs> – so I got this uh, – the fan, this fantasy league, and I, I really appreciate everybody participates in it. So first one, for years, just like I've been trying to get Dell to uh, – to uh, let me be a model on 26 shirts. I'm plugging this in again because apparently he's not <laughs> hearing me. Um, uh, for years, I was trying to get him and Les in a uh, fantasy league together. You know, like we, you know, we all haven't been in a fantasy league. So to me, it would have been cool as shit to have all three of us in one fantasy league. So I started a league, but I only have people like I'm really close to from Buffalo that's up there. So um, Ashley Petty, my friend Sean that I was talking about earlier, uh, Charlie, Sean, um, Becca, um, who is great. Um, my first game up to Buffalo, um, sh- she made me um, food at a tailgate. It was my first tailgate ever, and that was sticking me for the rest of my life. Um, so, and it's Dell, Les, and then Ryan, and then Rob Quinn. And so it's a verified versus unverified because there's four verified people in there, and then it's the four unverified people. And I was doing it for my unverified people. And I was up by like 30 something points. And I was like, and I had Tyler Bass. And I was like, there's no way. And I'm looking at Stefan Diggs stats and I'm like, uh, he's never had over a 30 plus game. Um, I'm good. So I get on Twitter the previous day and me being a Bills fan, I was obviously nervous prior to, but then when I looked at uh, his stats, I was like, uh, there's no way you're gonna keep him in the game that long. There's no way Bill Belichick is gonna let this man go off right? Like, isn't Bill Belichick the guy that double-teamed the guy at the line of scrimmage as without, was it uh, Travis Kelsey, I think? Literally had him doubled at the line. So, like, there's no way he's going to let Stefan Diggs go off in this game. So I said, 
So I was like, all right, I'll probably win. So I finally got on Twitter and said something around like, hey, me and Becca's probably going to get our revenge tonight, blah, 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 because he 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 won uh, two years ago um, after losing the first week of a two-week playoff round, right? That's your so, Who does two-week playoff rounds, man? I know, and I changed it ASAP. Once I once I won the first week and then lost the second week, I lost the whole thing, and he did the same exact thing to Becca. I said, there's no way I'm doing this shit again. So I changed it immediately. And so after that, I was like, we're getting our revenge tonight. And I'm texting back. And I was like, yo, we're finally going to get our championship. And then, no, I lost by a point. <laughs> so angry. That's hard. You, you were happy but angry all at the same time, right? Like, right. Hey, the Bills are finally whooping up on New England the way they should be. But, man, I just lost my fantasy league. Right. When I seen that that throw and I was like, oh, God, please tell me that's not Diggs under there. <laughs> because, you know, he goes to the ground and catches it and the Patriots guy's on top of him right. before he rolls up. I was like, please, Stephon Diggs, do not get up. Sure enough, there just he was. Real, it's, it, it blows my mind how much that guy, how one player really, you know, can change an entire offense the way that he has all year. Like, yeah. look, I, I like all of us, you know, I'm a Bills fan. I wasn't real high on Josh Allen. I don't think really going into the year. Like, I wasn't clawing at the bit in my fantasy league to like, oh my gosh, I need to draft Josh Allen. Like, he, he's going to be one of the best fantasy quarterbacks in the league this year. Like, I was expecting a mediocre Josh Allen season. Like, you know, 15 interceptions, 28 touchdowns. Like, sure enough for the Bills to maybe be in the spot that Miami's in right now, fighting for a wild card spot. I, I'll be honest, I thought the Jets were going to be much better than what they were, and I think we all knew what New England was going to be. Um, but at the end of the day, man, like, if you would have told me coming into the season that Josh Allen would be in the MVP candidate talks right now, I would tell you you were absolutely crazy. Like, even as a Bills fan, I tell you, there's no way that Josh Allen could be in talks for MVP with Patrick Mahomes, who Patrick Mahomes is having a good year. I don't think he's having an MVP year. Aaron Rodgers, sure, he's having a good year, but he's having a very Aaron Rodgers year. Like, this is what we see Aaron Rodgers do year in and year out. To me, the MVP is the most valuable player to his team. If you put Matt Barkley right now in Josh Allen's situation, there's no way this team wins 12 games. Mm-hmm. Like, flat out, right? So, Josh Allen should be the MVP of this um of this league, hands down. Like I said, put him on Madden because the curse is obviously over because Patrick Mahomes was on Madden last year and he won the Super Bowl. So, you know what? Put Josh Allen on the Madden cover too. Let's just cover all the bases right now. Yeah. Uh, that I think uh, I would say probably fantasy-wise I would have picked him up just for his rushing and his rushing touchdowns. Um, but and as far as like the MVP thing, I would say, yeah, maybe he's the MVP. Is Aaron Rodgers – does Aaron Rodgers have better numbers? Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers, he can go ahead and be offensive player of the year. Go ahead and give MVP to Josh Allen, right? I mean, the man's playing phenomenal. Like the jump from from two to – from his first two years to now is probably the most dramatic thing we've ever seen from a quarterback in a long time. And not, this not even just talking about a Bills quarterback, just any quarterback in general. Right. No, you don't see that much anymore, especially the jump that he made from year two to, to, to now. I mean, completion percentage is the one thing everyone talks about. And 
I don't know how much you follow, uh, you know, some of the things the national media say, Bray, but you do see so much from guys like Nick Wright, for example, uh, from, I think he's from Fox sports or CBS, one of them. Um, but he still will not buy into Josh Allen being a good quarterback because of Josh Allen's completion percentage per game. Josh Allen right now in five league numbers has one of the highest completion percentages in the league overall. So I, Nick, I don't know, you know, really what you're seeing too much, but I know looking at the national media and what the national media is saying about guys like Josh Allen, it's all coming down to his completion percentage and saying, well, every game his completion percentage is, 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 is not consistent. He's up, down, up, down. Show me how many quarterbacks are coming out throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game, almost every game like Josh Allen has been. Show me a team right now that's going out, which – and I, I, Green Bay is probably the closest who you can really give a comparison to to Josh Allen and this Bills team right now. But show me another team that's coming out that has that, 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 that has the punter only come out 36 times all season. Your punter can't even qualify for the Pro Bowl because he doesn't have enough punts, but yet he's the best punter in the league. Is that even true about Allen being up and down? I feel like he's pretty consistently like just dominant so, almost every game. So I believe I'm with you, right? I've I've seen from what I've seen with my eyes, you know, the three of us, we watch every single game. You know, we see Josh Allen, we see Josh Allen's good games. The only two bad games I can remember is the Titans game and the Kansas City game. Those are really his two bad games. But mm-hmm. if you look at what Nick Wright put out, Nick Wright's trying to put out and say he is not ready to say that Josh Allen is a good quarterback because his completion percentage is not consistent. And I don't buy that whatsoever. Um, All right. All right. Hold on. I got got to interrupt you here. I got to make a point. If you're saying there's this guy and I can't hardly remember what outlet he works for, like Bills fans, I feel like we got to stop caring about what every single person in national media set. People have takes to like, that's fine. That's like, that's the gig, right? Just it's fine to just let it go. If some guy says something and he's clearly wrong, screw that guy. Like just let it go. Like we like this is this is Bill's Twitter still has Bill's fans still have this, this drought mindset where we need to like stick up for ourselves at every turn because we we have nothing else. We need to like scratch and claw for for any respect. We don't have to do that anymore. All right. If some dude says something that's wrong and he's dumb and like. We can just let it go, and you can just move on with your day and be like, yeah, we, we got MVP caliber quarterback anyway. If some guy on, what was he, Fox Sports, he, was, is, did he used to be on ESPN, that guy? I should I should know, but forget it. Don't worry about what some dude says, all right? If he says something and we know better because we actually watch the game, I don't care. Forget right. that guy. And all Bills fans, I invite you to not care. I said the same thing on probably a long ass thread on Twitter not too long ago about this same thing. And here, here's the here's the the weird part or the strange part or whatever you want to call it. So when people say Josh Allen was an in, inconsistent or his com- completion percentage was down, they are absolutely correct the first two years, right? So I don't understand. And then you got people on Twitter bringing up old receipts like Josh Allen was not inconsistent when he actually was. If we all remember last year, he was probably the worst deep pass thrower, if that's what you call it, in the entire league. Like his deep ball was the most horrific thing I've ever seen in a quarterback in a long time. Like I can't – it was awful, and that's all we kept saying all last year. So if somebody is bringing up last year or the year prior to that to try to evaluate Josh Allen now – 
that's fine because you have two years of history. Could this year be an anomaly? Maybe, maybe not. But to say Josh Allen's completion percentage or he was he didn't have good completion numbers, they are absolutely correct for the first two years. This year is a whole other story. It's a brand new quarterback, great quarterback. Mm-hmm. Again, top three. There's not a single quarterback outside of Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers that you would take from Josh Allen this year, right? Like if you want to take his first two years to evaluate him as a whole now, whatever, that's fine. But if we're just talking about 2020, there's not a there's not a better quarterback outside of Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's that's an outdated take. The roller coaster Josh Allen is uh, a thing of a thing of the past, and we 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 would, on this podcast love to talk about the quote unquote Josh Allen experience, where you don't know what you're going to get, and maybe even the first couple of weeks this year, you're like, we still don't know, and then uh, you know, Forrest Gump said it's like a box of chocolates; you don't know what you're going to get. That was Josh Allen, like start of the year. We pretty much know what we're getting every single week in the last what the last two months, three months. That strikes me as a guy who hasn't watched a ton of Bills football saying that. If you, right. the, the Bills went out to the Patriots and were not afraid at all. All right? Can we please talk about that fake punt in the first half from their own territory? They didn't care if they missed the fake punt because they were going to shove it down their throats the rest of the game anyway. There was Bro, no fear at all. Right Bro, you do you know that that game reminded me of a Patriots game against the Bills when the Patriots were arrogant as shit, when we were horrible, and they did whatever they wanted. That's literally what that game was. Like, that's mm. – yeah, you can't cut a Randy Moss. We're going to throw three yeah. touchdowns at him. That's what happened. That's game you're thinking? Yeah, you can't cover Stefan Diggs. All right, we'll throw it to him for three touchdowns. Oh, you don't want to cover this guy in the punt? All right, we'll, we'll stand up and throw it to him for a first down. Mm. How many times have we seen the Patriots do the exact same thing mm. to us? year after year, especially on a uh, uh, primetime television, and not care because they can do whatever they want. We did the exact same thing to them, and it was the most glorifying thing <laughs> or glorious thing I've yeah. ever witnessed. Yes, this game was a cleanse. This 20 years of bad juju we erased last night on national television. And you, How many times do you think, oh, my gosh, the Patriots, we can't afford to make a single mistake? And you're like, oh. If we, we give up a fake punt in our own territory, don't matter. Right. Don't matter. It was just a, it was a great I, – I, I didn't see it coming. Like, you know, I, I feel like we've seen a lot of trickery from the offensive side of the ball so much this season that I was not seeing that there, I guess you could say. But That was probably it, a call that came on the field. It had to be because if you, if you look, um, Saran Neal – was out wide. He had no one on him. And Jaquan Johnson was the guy who threw the ball. So Jaquan Johnson had had to make the call, or Bohorikas had to make the call. Um, but it, it was just a great heads up all around. Like, great heads up to see Saran Neal wide open, sitting there, like, saying, hey, let's just do it now. Now's the best time. And before you even – you want to talk about the play, great play. What about the catch? Yeah. The catch keep both feet in there was – you know, I, I would have thought he was Stephon Diggs out there catching the ball the way he caught that ball. Man, it was a beautiful catch. He, and, he should have been taking the place of Taiwan Jones there on that deep ball, but he would have caught the ball. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, that has to do with, with coaching too, right? Like how many times like, – like, like think about it. Do you really think back in the day that a Bills coach would even let you know like, hey, listen, if, if, they, don't, if they don't cover this guy out here – 
stand up and throw it to him, right? Like I'm pretty sure back in the day we would have just punted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to. That you gotta see something in film that hey, they don't do this, and we're gonna have a play. It wasn't even a punter; they snapped it directly to the up man who was who's a blocker. Like that's a set play that you had to practice, you had to see it on film, and you had to have the confidence that you can do it. And if negative things happen, you just you're fine with the consequences. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and how many times have we seen? You know, you talked to your point, Bray, about coaches coaches coming in, and how many coaches would punt that. How many times have we seen coaches punt that from the opposite side of the 50 instead of taking that chance? You know, yeah. I, I eat Doug Marone, who still does it in Jacksonville. Um, how that guy sells a job and maybe back next season is beyond me. I'm Trevor Lawrence. just about to say that. I was Dude, just about to say that. Let him come back next season because Buffalo's got to go to Jacksonville, and I hope they just wipe the floor with Doug Marone as just one more, like, revenge game because the last time we played him, we all know how, how, how well Josh Allen played. Let Josh Allen just wipe the floor one more time with Doug Marone and then it would be great if they fire him after that. Uh, That's literally one of uh, one of my favorite top ten, maybe not even top ten, top five, maybe top three Josh Allen plays of all time. Obviously, the the, the hurdles is number one, but that throw, the Jacksonville bomb to Robert Foster with two D linemen draped all over him, amazing, beautiful. Josh Allen is just oh that I felt like that was the Josh Allen. I don't want to say coming out game, but that was when Josh Allen, I felt like, when, when I kind of started to view Josh Allen differently was that game. That's why I kind of like, yeah, I felt like that was the game where I could look at Josh Allen and be like, okay, this guy could be it. Like, he could be the guy. Obviously, you know, it, it took a few games because it was still throughout the year last year. I'm like, oh, come on, Josh. Like, you're better than this. But that was the game where I felt like we could all see shades of, I don't want to necessarily say greatness, but shades of very goodness from Josh Allen. But I didn't think that he would be this good right now. That wasn't his rookie year? Maybe. I'm, uh, maybe yeah, that was 2018. Yeah, that, that was second season, right? No, his first season. Yeah. So so his, his, his rookie year, because the second season, you know, obviously we know what happened last year, right? We, Buffalo got to the playoffs. That 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 rookie season. Think about all the quarterbacks that he had to throw, or the receivers he had to throw to. You know, you think of that yeah. talent of wide receivers then, and the talent that he has as a wide receiver now. I don't want to necessarily say they're building a a team the Patriots way, because they're really not, right? They they went out, they found their quarterback, they targeted their quarterback, and they've built a young team around him. Whereas you look at what the Patriots did with Brady, they got Brady. And they just kept bringing in all these all-stars who were willing to take pay cuts to come play with Tom Brady because they were winning Super Bowls left and right. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think the Bills are going to ever go on and win 20 AFC East championships. I don't think that there's going to be that dominance because the Jets are so bad. The, The Jets are eventually going to get good. Miami maybe has a chance. I still think Tua is Tua's ceiling is a Tyrod Taylor ceiling. Like, I think that's as good as two is going to be. Um, I, I, I'll say it on here. I said it on Twitter. I don't know how much of Bill's Mafia heard me or, or, or anything, but Tua will be a backup in the NFL in three seasons. I'll say it right now, straight up. I may be wrong. And, and for the sake of the AFC East and the impediness of the Bills to office rivalry, I hope I'm wrong. But I think Tua will be a backup in three years in the NFL. He can't finish the game now. I don't think I he's going honestly- to. I'll be shocked if he plays this week. I haven't seen. I honestly haven't, haven't even seen him play. Right? I, I don't take. I don't take stock into 
don't take stock in the uh, uh, rookie quarterbacks anyway, right? Like the first, it, it's like the same script. And I think like because national media is supposed to do what they're supposed to do, right? They recycle the same storylines over and over, right? So every rookie quarterback, it's usually the same shit. Like they get the first win and everybody's, you know, starts hyping them up. They may look good in a second game, but once that third, fourth, and fifth game start rolling around, then you, you know what I'm saying? Then it's not looking so hot. And then right. that hot start that they had for two games is, is nothing. Right. Well, I mean, you look at quarterbacks of the past, right? You look at the Lamar Jacksons. I think people started seeing fairly quickly with Lamar Jackson, fairly quickly with Patrick Mahomes. Like, hey, these guys can be good. And it felt to me that you were hearing a lot of people putting Tua early on. I don't want to say necessarily up in the category, in, in that first year category with the young Lamar Jackson, who I think has taken a, a, a big step backwards this year, um, and or that young Patrick Mahomes, but I, I don't think two is even close to up there right now. I think two is middle of the road, maybe you know, bottom half of the league right now, and he's just getting so much praise because he went to Alabama and how much he wanted Alabama and how good he was at Bama, and that's all fine and dandy, but what you did in college doesn't mean you're going to be good in the NFL. Look at Tim Tebow. Dwayne Haskins. Right. I mean, there's Dwayne Haskins. There's so many um, quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, so so many great players that have come out of college that can't cut it in the NFL. And not that I want to see Tua fail, but I just – I'm not impressed. And as you know, Bray, as you know, Nick, I have a lot of friends who are Falcons fans. I was living in Atlanta. There's a lot of – everyone's Falcons fans around here, right? Um but growing up in Florida, I have a lot of friends who are Dolphins fans. And I know we're going to get into the Miami game in a minute, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But I've already gotten a lot of texts from my Dolphins friend, friends that have told me straight up, like, it really sucks that the Dolphins are going to be an 11-win team and not win the division. I'm like, first of all, man, you guys are not – Buffaloes might not play their backups because the two seeds at play – and you're not going to be an 11 win team. Like, I'm sorry, you'll win six, 10 games. You'll make the first round and you'll be packing your bags real quick, going back to the golf course. If you make the playoffs at that point, there's a lot of scenarios that could play out where they don't may not even get in. I think they, they were 11 and five the year Brady got hurt in castle led the Patriots. I think they were both 11 and five and the Dolphins didn't win that time either. Well, you know what? The Dolphins should never win because their fan base is all of like 40,000 fans. If that, well, th- that had to have been the year they got in then because uh, the Patriots didn't make it. Oh, is that no, right? the, the, yeah, you know what? I totally misremember that. The Patriots were also 11-5, and five and the Patriots missed. The Dolphins were 11-5. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so there is precedent for that. That's an unbelievable record, though. You, some years you think just get to nine and you're in. This year with the expanded field, an 11-win team might not make it. That's crazy. Well, and even last year, right, I thought the Bills were on the cusp, and the Bills could have been an 11-1 team had they played their starters, I think, last week, the last week of the season last year against Jacks, or against the Jets, and they could have been an 11-1 team sitting in the wildcard spot right where Miami is. But I think that Bills team is better than this Dolphins team. I've watched a lot of Dolphins football. Oh, I feel sure. yeah. like I see that. Much better. No. Um, I'm excited for Sunday. I was excited for Monday night. Um my, my last and only point I can really make of Monday night, because it was just such a dominant performance, is just like Brandon Bean. I, I know everyone wants to give McDermott all the praise, and, and everyone needs to continue to give McDermott the praise because that man is a very good coach. 
and he is a very smart guy and he came in he had a plan he knew what he wanted to do right away but what about brandon bean just coming in and executing that plan and saying hey coach i know what you want to do you know what i want to do let's just build this team together and they went out they built this they, they they've built this great team that truthfully to me looks like they can be sustainable for the long term you know the this build team could be dominant in the league maybe not like i said maybe not 20 season AFC East champions, but they could be a dominant team and a scary team in the league for many years to come. You know, and I, I have the utmost respect for Brandon Bean for just being in, coming in his first time being a GM and stepping up to the plate and looking like he's been doing it for years. And you want to talk about a guy who's not afraid of anything. Brandon Bean is not afraid to take any chances. And you saw that right away when he came in with the trade with trading Sammy Watkins and trading Ronald Darby who really didn't, you know, all in all, didn't amount to what everyone, I think, in Buffalo thought they were, those, those two players were going to be. Well, Ronald Darby's been trash ever since. I Sammy, Watkins, Sammy Watkins is still pretty good. Um, he had a, he, I want to say he had a pretty decent year when he was with the Rams. Um, he's in, in the Chiefs, you know, he's behind Tyree, Travis right. Kelsey, whatever, but I don't want to say he's a he. I mean, he you know he was a fourth round. I'm not fourth round, Lord fourth pick in a draft. So you you would expect more from him. But I believe if he had an opportunity to be a number one wide receiver somewhere, he would put up decent numbers. Just Ronald Darby has been trash, and I can't believe how bad he's been since. Because if you remember, like his rookie year, he was pretty he was pretty decent in that Rex Ryan defense. Probably the only person that was de- decent in that defense. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I, I thought Ronald Darby was good, especially opposite of Stephon Gilmore uh, when he was there. But, you know, like you said, Darby's been trash everywhere he's gone since Buffalo. Like, he was not good anywhere else. He was not good in Philadelphia. He's not good. I believe he's in Washington now. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, playing for the football team. Um, he's just not 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 great, man. Um and obviously, Shadavius White is a huge upgrade. Um, I think everyone knows how I feel right now about Levi Wallace, but didn't see, you know, his number called too much this week. Um, so again, Buffalo's biggest hole going into the playoffs is going to be that number two cornerback spot and what they can do. But this team looks good. Brandon Bean has put together a hell of a team. Sean McDermott has coached a hell of a team. And this team could be scary good coming into the playoffs. And they've shown that last week against the Broncos, this past week against the Patriots. Like, they're one of the top four teams in the league, hands down. Yeah, I think I said the playoff – or not the playoff odds. The – who is it? Football Outsiders has their DVOA stat, which is weighted. Like, basically, who's playing the best right now? And it weights – so the more recent games are, are weighted higher than, than the previous games. They have the Buffalo Bills number one ahead of Kansas City in their DVOA. That, I couldn't even believe that when I saw that. They're the real yeah, deal, man. I, I think I'm – I feel what you're saying. I think I'm all, I've been on this, all right, let's win a playoff game. That's kind of the, like I'm – I'm literally I've been done with the with the season part already, right? Like season wise, right? They're they're one of the best teams in the NFL in the regular season. Like that's 
it's been established already. I'm I'm done with that part. I'm I'm ready for them to take that next step and win a playoff game. That's literally where I've been at for at least three weeks now. After we beat after we beat this, uh, was it the 49ers first? Mm-hmm. Then it was a 49ers game. I was like, all right, bring on the playoffs. Then when they played Steelers, play they played the Steelers. That first drive outside of the um outside of halftime, mm-hmm. where they was just like, all right. Y'all can't cover Stephon Diggs. We're literally going to throw it to him on every play. And that's what they did. And I'm like, all right, nobody can beat them in a regular season. I, I, I don't care. I'm ready for the I'm ready for the playoff win. Man, they won five in a row. It's their longest win streak since 04. And the the way they've beaten teams, I just not even like the, the Chiefs. I don't know if you've seen the Chiefs, but the Chiefs have been, you know, pulling it out at the end. The Bills are annihilating people. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'd say push it even farther. This is a team that could win the Super Bowl, which is weird to say after 20 years of sucking. That's that's really where we're at. And I almost feel like the Sabres, the first year out of the lockout, when they were so much better than most teams, and they they, they you sort of had the feeling like, oh, this is just the start of their window. If they don't get it this year, like, no, like it, it doesn't always work out. This is your window. Like, this team could win the Super Bowl. Full, like go full throttle, like that's the expectation. Put it there. Yeah, uh, uh, I want to say it was my my boy Joe um, Buffalo wins on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He said uh, he compared the Chiefs to Golden State's regular season run, which I completely agree with. Like, I this whole Chiefs are barely winning kind of thing. I think they're just bored, right? Like. They're like Patrick Mahomes is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and it's uh, it's obviously it's, it's early in his career, but it's obvious, right? Like you, you don't see quarterbacks throwing it like him, out, other than Aaron Rodgers, right? And maybe now Josh Allen, but so I just think they're bored. They already know what they can do, so they they haven't turned it up, and they're ready to turn it up in the playoffs. Right? I, I, they can be a scary team in the playoffs, absolutely. Um, but at the same time, you you watch enough of their games and you watch the Bills play, right? You watch the execution and how much different right now that execution is. Buffalo's clicking all over the place, not just on the offensive side of the ball. They're finally starting to click on the defensive side of the ball, which is something all season we have all said, like, hey, if this defense can start playing the way that this defense is supposed to play, they can be dangerous. And they're finally becoming that dangerous team. Patrick Mahomes, I understand, you know, him – Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, they can put up numbers easily. But at the same time, and Nick, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe if they would have lost this week, they were at they still had a chance to lose that first overall uh playoff spot, right? Like if they would have lost this week and, and lost next week, obviously Buffalo would have went out. But yeah, if they had three losses, um the Bills could not pass them head to head because they, they had the loss. Pittsburgh could have passed them. And so, weirdly enough, if it was a three-way tie, the Bills could have snuck in on a three-way. But uh, yeah, they they locked it up this week. Man, Pittsburgh looked bad too. They look. I'm not okay. I'm gonna we we could jump ahead here because I guess I'm transitioning to uh, the the seeding right now. The Bills have locked in a top three seed. They can uh, get the top the number two seed if they win. I'm not worried about Pittsburgh at all. They look horrible. And if you if you know if you say oh what you shouldn't sit the starters because you can get two instead of three, you've already avoided Kansas City until the AFC Championship. All right, the only difference between two and three 
is that would mean you would go to Pittsburgh in the divisional round instead of hosting them. And you know what? A, that doesn't really scare me. And B, I don't know that Pittsburgh is winning their wildcard game. They look bad. Well, l- let me ask you guys this. I mean, you look at the playoffs, right? Look at the teams that are currently going into the playoffs. You got – and we'll just look at the top four seeds, right? You got Kansas City, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Tennessee's got some pretty decent playoff experience. You know, they, they made a, a, a deep run last season. And Mike Vabrell's got that playoff experience as a player. We all know what Pittsburgh's done and Mike Tomlin's done in Pittsburgh with that playoff experience. We all know what Andy Reid has done with playoff experience and what that Kansas City Chiefs team has done with that playoff experience. You look at the new team more or less coming in on the block, and that's the Bills. The Bills don't necessarily have that playoff experience. And to Bray's point, the playoffs are a whole different season. You know, and it, 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 it's, it's – you're going to get the best every week of what every team has, you hope, right? Um, but at the same time, maybe, maybe yeah, maybe Kansas City is bored. Maybe Kansas City's got a lot – you know, trying to leave a lot in the tank going into the playoffs because they, they know they got to make a deep run. Maybe Kansas City's just, hey, we need a week off, and they know, hey, we got that first round locked up. Like, let's, let, let, let's go. I'd rather see Buffalo right now be able to get two home games. I don't care if there's six fans or 6,700 fans or 60,000 fans. Just get two home games. Keep yourself on that routine because the Bills look like a very, very, very good team at home. And granted, they've looked very good on the road. But they're a very good team at home. And if you can get a team like a uh, Indianapolis to come in, you know, get, get them as a dome team to come in and have to play outside in the middle of January, even get a Miami team to have to come to Buffalo in the middle of January. Like Steve Tasker says, it's going to be chilly. We all know it's going to be chilly up there in January. Let one of those teams come in first round. I think Buffalo has no problem in the first round. You look at the second round, I would rather play Pittsburgh in Buffalo again. Uh, Again, don't care how many fans are there, but I feel like that's Buffalo's easiest way to Kansas City. I'm not expecting Buffalo to go to the the Super Bowl this year. I mean, if they get there, I'll be I'm more optimistic than you. You are. You are. I, I don't think this is the year. I think next year is the year for Buffalo. I think I think Buffalo gets close this year. I think they get a taste of getting there. But I think that at the end of the day, um, Kansas City's just going to be Kansas City, man. They're just going to be – Andy Reid's going to be Andy Reid, and they're just going to be too good, you know. Um but I, I think I think next year is Buffalo's year. I will throw it out right now. Like I will put all my money on Buffalo next season to come out and win the Super Bowl. Huh. All right. Well, I'm not I'm not predicting that that's going to happen. I think they that that's what the goal absolutely needs to be. And and you if they fail to reach that goal, there's going to be some disappointment with that. Even mm-hmm. though you are so excited for what happened. Do either of you have a team you would prefer to play in the first round? Miami. Uh, yeah, Miami or the Colts, but Miami. Okay. Why Why you say the Colts? Because Phillip Rivers can't run. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, there's, there's no there's, – Yeah, I mean, just like just like we did to Ben, right? If, if you're going to – the only the – only, the only team that ever worries me is, uh, is a running quarterback, right? Um, and a, a very good running game, right? So Tennessee might be the one that scares me. However, any team that has Ryan Tannehill will never scare me because we've owned that man 
for years and years and years. His one little Tuesday win this year was an anomaly. There's no way. I would never be afraid of Ryan Tannehill. I don't care. I don't I don't know what it is about him playing Buffalo, but you can you can literally look at the stats. He can do great against a bunch of other teams, but when it comes to Buffalo, we've always had his number. So he will never scare me. I think he's this so, in Buffalo. Yeah, right. So you get Tannehill up in Buffalo, there's no way he's winning. I don't I don't care who he has. So uh, what was the question? Uh, if you had a preferred <laughs> <laughs> It seems like you would not mind playing Tennessee either. Yeah, if we can stop Derrick Henry. That's going to be my, that's my big concern, man. And I've been saying it on this show too. It's going to be stopping the run. Like, can they stop the run with Lamar Jackson? You know, here, here's my thing with Lamar Jackson, though. And I said this last year too when they made the playoffs, when Baltimore made the playoffs again. Lamar Jackson just seems to not know how to play in the playoffs. Hmm. He has, if you look at his last two seasons of him in the playoffs, he it's like he forgets how to play football. He tries, I want to say he, he's similar to Josh Allen's second half of the Houston game, right? First half, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, like Josh Allen looked good. Second half, Josh Allen looked like that maniac Josh Allen all over the place, trying things that maybe would work once in a blue moon. And I feel like that's what you get from a Lamar Jackson in the playoffs as well. With all of that said, Miami's team I'd want to play in the playoffs for two reasons. One, I think Miami's the easiest victory out of out of everyone who's sitting there right now, right? I think Miami's defense is good, fine. You know, sure, Shaq, Shaq Lawson had a decent year for them. But I think the Bills' defense could really get a good confidence boost as well against their offense. And number two – you really want to revive that Bills Dolphins rivalry? You have you have Miami come in, beat Buffalo, um, in Buffalo Week 17 against Buffalo's backups, and then have the Bills just come out and just wipe the floor with them first round of the playoffs, and say, "Hey, thanks for coming. See you later." All right, let, let me ask you this question then. So right now, there's five teams in the AFC. They're all ten and five: Tennessee, Miami, Baltimore, Cleveland, Indy. So out of those five, Tennessee or Indy is going to win the South, and then three of those other four are going to be wildcard teams. Which of those teams scares you the most for the first-round matchup? Uh, Bray, I'll let you answer that one first, man. I, I, I You said Baltimore, the Colts, Cleveland, Tennessee, and, and Miami. My, oh. um, again, it, it literally comes down to – to the running game, right? So if if Buffalo can if the Buffalo can't stop the run, then I guess Tennessee would scare me the most. Or Cleveland if they had, you know, Chubb and Hunt clicking on all cylinders, right? But if if we're talking about the Bills stopping a run and any one of those quarterbacks having to beat us, I'm not scared of any one of them. I'm not afraid of Derrick Henry as much. I mean, Derrick Henry obviously would be the, the the reason why I think Tennessee could beat Buffalo. They they also have good receivers. I feel like you can't sleep on 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 AJ Brown and and and, and Davis. They're mm-hmm. very good. They have very good receivers. Um, but again, you bring a Tannehill to Buffalo in January. I just don't don't see it working out well for Tennessee, unless they take the same game plan as what they did last year and just say, look, we're going to let Tannehill throw the ball five times and 
just give Derrick Henry the ball 40 times and just let him pound it all day. Um, but uh, truthfully, the, the team that's going to scare me the most is either going to be Baltimore or Tennessee. Um, you can maybe say Cleveland as well a little bit because of that Cleveland Browns running game. You know, you, you look at that two-headed monster that they have there right now with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, before he got hurt, was having a, a, a stellar year, and he went down early. Kareem Hunt picked it up right where Chubb left off. Had a very good season as well, um, but Baker does not scare me whatsoever. Mm-mm. And they can't keep, and their their team can't stay off the COVID list. So you never know; all the receivers might come down with COVID again for like the fourth time this season, and I'll be out. Yeah, Cleveland somehow right now they're ten and five, and they have a negative thirteen point differential. That is amazing to me. So for what it's worth, um, Nick, I don't know if you guys saw this or not. But yards per pass put out a whole chart. He made a whole spreadsheet of if the Bills uh, Bills win scenarios, Bills lose scenarios. Um, so for what it's worth for, for everyone listening, there is no possible way that if the Bills lose, there, there, there's no lose against Miami to play Miami in the playoffs. Like Buffalo has to beat Miami to possibly play Miami in the playoffs. Hmm. Even then, if they win, they have one, two, three, four – Six different scenarios where they could possibly play Miami. Um, the 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 Bills would have to win, Steelers win, Titans win, Colts win, Ravens win. Miami would obviously lose. They would fall to that eight seed and play Buffalo. The other team that shows up here the most besides Miami is Cleveland. Hold on, Miami fall to what seed there? Miami would fall to eight. They'd fall. Yeah, right. Eight doesn't make the playoffs. I thought this year eight makes the playoffs, Nick. No, seven. seven. You're right, seven. My bad. Sorry, man. It, I, listen, I drove nine hours today. I My brain is, like, partially fried. So yeah, I, I misremembered the 11-5 team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. So we're all on the same page today. But, yeah, so they would fall to that seventh seed. I'm sorry. They'd fall to that seventh seed, and uh, they, they would play, play, play Buffalo there in the first round. Um, so they have to if – if the Bills lose this week with their backups, they can't face Miami again. No, the team that Buffalo would most likely that now depending on what happens, right? Like I'm gonna I'll retweet this on our 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 uh, yeah. I saw I saw the tweet. I didn't. I mean, he's got every scenario. I didn't read through them all. But I saw right. and I'm and I'm not gonna read them all because we'd be here all day. But the most pop, the most likely team that Buffalo would play, um, if they lose to Miami, is going to be Baltimore. And the most likely team that they would play if they beat Miami is Miami. The second likely team that they beat Miami is Cleveland. Hmm. So, depending on the scenario, so obviously a lot of things have to work out certain ways, but that's kind of where the where the cookie's crumbling right now. I, I haven't. Maybe I'm just not paying attention, but I, I'm not understanding why people are so confident in the Dolphins. Like I, I literally don't care if we play our backups or our third string. I, I have, I don't see Miami beating us in Buffalo this week coming up or the next week coming up. You know why, and I'll I'll lay this as straight as I can tell you, man. It's that defense, and not that their defense has been lights out, right? I'm not saying their their defense is not a number one defense in the league like the Bills' defenses were all those years when they had a terrible offense with the Ryan Fitzpatrick's and the 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 Tyrod Taylors, right? But the, their defense has just been winning them games left and right. And people want to sit there and try to crown them as having this great team because their defense is winning them games. That's not a game plan. That's not a way to go out and win football games. That is just 
I guess you could say luck, right? It, it they back themselves up into their current ten and five record. Like they're ten and five. Sure, they got there, but they they didn't they didn't mean to get there. I felt like pulling Fitzpatrick and knowing that Fitzpatrick is your best quarterback and flat out saying we know Ryan Fitzpatrick is our best quarterback. We're going to give two a time. More or less was was, was Brian Flores' way of saying. We know we have a good defense, and we're going to hope that our defense can win us football games. And if we make the playoffs, we make the playoffs. If we don't, we don't. Miami is the one team out of everyone that we've named who Buffalo could possibly play who really has nothing to lose. Flores isn't getting fired if they don't make playoffs. If anything, they just get, they, they're making themselves look like a better team going into next year with a lot of cap space as well next season. So um, you week one. bad to lose to a Bills team that's most likely resting starters with the playoff berth on the line. That that's almost that's shades of four oh, losing to the Steelers who are playing their backups. I'd be so happy if they lost to the Bills. When did we play yeah. them? We played them week one. Uh Miami? No. Like two? Two or three. Early. Week one was the Jets, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So we won so either two or three. Fitzpatrick had a had a Great day against Buffalo, but Josh Allen put up 400 something yards. That was his first. That's about, maybe that's why I'm just confused about this whole. They got a great defense because I just remember Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs getting busy. So I, I don't know. <laughs> Granted, that was early yeah. in the season, so things could have changed. But uh, I I do trust their defense to shut down a Matt Barkley led offense. <laughs> Touche, my friend. Do you think Matt Barkley would play though? Like, or do you think they say, "Hey, let's give Jake Fromm a look and see if he's oh, oh, well." Either one. I was assuming Barkley, just in case something hit, would happen to Allen. But I mean, give them both a shot. My, my my goal for this week: Josh Allen needs forty yards to break Drew Bledsoe's team record for passing yards. Right? You put Josh Allen in and let him throw screen passes until he gets his forty yards, and then you get him out of there. Injury free with the record, put. I don't care. Like I don't care. They, I'm, I'm pretty sure they want to get Cole Beasley his 1,000. I think he's got 40 uh, yards to go. He's week to week with that injury he suffered at the end of the Patriots game. I don't expect him to play this week. Mm. That's that is tough on his part. And it was a like BS situation. Like Beasley shouldn't have been in there anyway. I know. And then they called like a rough play for Allen, like late in the in the game. Like what what are we doing here? Take that's this guy what scares out. me. That's what scares me about if Allen even plays next week. Is Dable's going to be like, "Oh, we could run with Josh Allen"? No, you cannot run with Josh Allen. Do not run with Josh yeah. Allen whatsoever. I want to see z- like if Josh doesn't even play, that's fine. If he does, I don't want to see zero running plays. Don't even scramble. Just slide. Just give it right. up. So, but, but Josh is going to be Josh. <laughs> it don't matter. It don't matter what you call. <laughs> it does not matter what you call. If Josh wants to run. Josh will run. Let, let me ask you this question, Bray. So you, uh, again, you obviously don't watch a lot of Dolphins football. I don't know. Do, do you just strictly watch Bills or do, do you try to watch? Uh, it it depends. Like I, I watch, obviously I watch the Bills, but it, it really depends on who's playing really. Like, I don't have, I have zero interest in watching the Dolphins, right? They, to me, they're trash. They can be 10-5 all they want. If you can't beat Buffalo, right? Like I'm not really interested in watching you. I have no, I have no uh, uh, motivation to ever. I don't think the Dolphins will ever beat Buffalo. They didn't they get swept last year. Then we sweep, we swept them yeah, last year. I mean, right? They they were bad, bad last year. Yeah, they were real bad last year. That's fine. We swept them last year. 
Josh threw for 400 week two. I, I don't think about the Dolphins, right? I don't think about the Jets, so I would never watch them either. The Patriots were trash this year, so I would watch. I would watch like the Chiefs or like the Saints or the Packers, mostly for fantasy reasons. But you know, I'm not watching. Not watching a trash team. Right. Do Do you think that if Buffalo loses this game Sunday, like does it change your mind at all? I mean, granted, yes, there's a high possibility that the Bills play their backups, but let's say the Bills play their starters for the first half, and the Bills go into halftime and they're losing fourteen ten. Like, does that change your thoughts at all on on either team? No, sir. Okay, I've 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 heard I've heard other people say differently. That's why I was kind of curious coming. Hell no. Nah. The again, uh, maybe this is just my arrogance. They got swept last year. They show up this year. Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs did whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I, I'm, they can be down. They can be down 14-10, and they're going to come out, and they're just going to throw it six straight times to Stephon Diggs because they cannot cover him. Right. Man, okay. I, mean, I mean, I'm with you. They don't have a ton to play for this week. Like, if they if they happen to, to lose with their star, like, I would I would attribute that to them knowing that they're playing safe or something. I Like, I'm not worried about the Bills trying to win and getting stopped by the Dolphins for a full game. Right. When the Dolphins are literally playing – for a playoff spot, and we're just yeah, this is this reminds me a little bit of the you know when the Bills snuck into the playoffs a few years ago, um, but obviously a much different situation, right? Miami wins and they're in. Um, Buffalo had to win and get help, but Miami wins they're in. Um, but I, I I just don't know I don't know how Miami gets away with the win this week outside of Matt Barkley just not being good. Like I shared this stat a few weeks ago and the fact that Matt Barkley has however many starts he had, like, and has been in the league as long as he has, and he only has 2000 something yards passing 10 touchdowns and 25 interceptions. is just absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> how, how he still has a job, even as a backup in this league, just, I, right. I get it, but yeah, I don't think it play every backup call up every dude for practice squad. I really don't care too much about this game. If you want to be honest, Ryan Fitzpatrick has never played in a playoff game. I've Number one, I cannot believe that they're not starting Fitz this week. Okay, They said that they're going with Tua, and Fitz will be like the closer if needed or something ridiculous, even though he was instant offense when they put him in last week. I kind of want to see Fitz get into the playoffs. What is, what is, the, what is our record against the Dolphins for the past – Three years. I honestly don't remember them winning a game against well, us they, within the last three years. I want to say Buffalo swept them. The Josh Allen's rookie year, they obviously won. The first loss, the, what we was talking about earlier, the Charles Clay right. drop, but they have not lost since, right? Not under Josh. I don't think so. I don't. I think Josh Allen has beat Miami every single week. Yeah, I'm. I'm since never worried about Miami. You know, yeah, two and zero last year. Yeah, two and zero last year. So far, one and zero this year, and I th- think they were one and one the year before, and even the year before that. I mean, with Tyrod, they 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 really weren't much of a of a factor. Did they? Didn't they get swept that year too? Yeah, they did because that yeah, was nah, you know, the second game was the final game of the year that Buffalo snuck into the playoffs with, and that was the Kyle Williams touchdown mm-hmm. right in front of me. No, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, but we'll see, man. I, I again. It, I, I'm curious if two is going to be as good as advertised because 
I can finally sit down and wa- actually watch to it with a fine tooth comb and be like, okay, the hype on him is real. Or, hey, like maybe he is just a Tyrod Taylor. Um, I don't, I, I'm not, again, I'm not putting Tua in that category with Josh Allen and, and, and the top tiers right now. And I know that it's his rookie year and, and things could change in the offseason. But again, I just haven't seen it. I haven't been impressed. And both of those reasons is what makes me think Buffalo is going to not only beat Miami this week, but Buffalo is going to face Miami in the playoffs the first week and just wipe the floor with them then as well. I, I personally, I, it, if Buffalo plays their starters, there's no way Buffalo loses this game. And I think Buffalo wins this game by 20 plus points. Yeah. And does anybody have any stats on the Bills' defense versus a rookie quarterback in the past three years? I can't recall a rookie that came into Buffalo against this defense and, and won. No, because, I mean, you look at just Herbert had a chance, I guess, this season, right? Like, Herbert had his chance. Didn't look terrible. Um, their play call was just absolutely atrocious. And – He's gone after this year. He's got to be right. Like Lynn's got to be gone. Um, oh yeah. Outside of that, I don't think they played Patrick Mahomes his rookie year. Um, well, Pat didn't play his rookie year. Right, Pat didn't play his rookie year. True. That that that's true as well. Um, I don't think that there's been any other rookie quarterbacks. I mean, we'll see how they do against Tua, and then obviously next season we know they're going to be playing a, a a possibly a rookie quarterback with the Jets if they take a Justin Fields with that number two pick, but we'll see. The Jets just don't know how to lose. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think uh, didn't Sam Darnold win his second game against us? As a matter That's of right. fact, Sam Darnold. Okay, but uh, Sam Darnold wasn't. Sam Darnold on a national stage was like, okay, he's really good, right? Like people mm-hmm. look at him like, and I think Baker beat Buffalo his rookie year as well. Um, but again, Baker wasn't like great his rookie year. He didn't have a great game against Buffalo. It was actually a typical Bills Browns game, boring. That was. That wasn't last year when we stopped them like twenty times at the one yard line. No, I yeah, thought, that, is that the same that game. Not, not Baker's rookie year. I thought yes. they put Baker in his rookie year as well. Uh, they did not play Cleveland so much, and the games are always so not exciting that I try to forget about any Browns game the Bills. Yeah, that, that's game. a Bills, Bills Browns event, dude. Like. Also, why I don't want to see the Bills play the Browns in the playoffs because I feel like it's gonna be like a six-three game. And all our hype is just going to go. I I doubt. As much as people love Stefan Diggs, I doubt Stefan Diggs will let us ever just score six (laughs) points. I don't give a shit what nobody says. There's no way in hell that man is ever going to let us just score. And in the playoffs, too, just six points? Yeah, right. Man, I I haven't seen the scenarios. I don't know how it could work out, but it just feels like if if the Bills were going to be good, it's going to be like, Bills Browns special is gonna have to be what it's gonna be. The two teams that everyone loves to hate, the friggin' the Rust Belt cities, Bills Brown. Like I don't know if you if you just told me those teams, I would love to play Miami. It to me, it, it just feels like the Browns are. It's just gonna line up that way. Probably. And and the only thing that scares me about that is that run game. I'm not afraid of their defense. Miles Garrett is a very good defensive player, but outside of him, like. Who else scares you on that Cleveland defense? They don't have Joe Hayden anymore. Joe Hayden's gone. He's in Pittsburgh. 
No one really scares me on that Cleveland defense. I'm not afraid of any team's defense against – if Pittsburgh is supposed to have this great defense, Josh Allen torched them in the second half. I'm not really worried about the Bills putting up points. I'm really, at this point, only worried, can the Bills stop the other team? That's the most important thing, can the Bills stop. By the way, Matt Milano looked phenomenal against the Patriots. Pay he that, is a Yeah. Then, uh, then the 49ers weren't they supposed to have a good defense, even if they didn't have those starters? They have like, a good wasn't that the talk too? Yeah, I mean that's that's tough for me to say just because they were down so many guys, but they were they were thought to be good. I don't know. At the end of the day, right? Like let let's because Bray, we know what what Nick's thought is, right? Nick thinks the Bills can go to Super Bowl, and I've all said it though here as much as I've gone back on it a little bit more today. If the Bills play at their ceiling, there's no one better than them, right? Like, we've seen them at their ceiling now multiple weeks in a row. We've seen them in their ceiling since, truthfully, since that loss against the Chiefs. Um, no, since the loss against Arizona. I mean, the defense finally turned it around. Uh, offense has finally been clicking like a real offensive unit, and they have looked like a whole new team since then. But in your opinion, Bray, I mean, where where do you see this team going? Like, Okay, they get let's say they get in the first round and they play Cleveland or Miami. You're you're chalking those both and whoever they play first round is a win no matter what. Yeah, that's a W. What about the second round? Let's say they play Pittsburgh at home. W. Okay. Okay. Yeah, t- Tennessee scares me more than Pittsburgh. If they, yeah, what if they like go I'm, I'm not worrying about I, I again, these quarterbacks that don't move, they don't scare me at all. There's no way we're letting Ben Roethlisberger just stand here and pick us apart. There's no way. What if they go to Kansas City? They go to Kansas City AFC Championship game. So this is this is what I feel like, right? So I think just like uh, when we played uh, Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. last year, even though we lost, I feel like we gave teams the blueprint on how to beat them because we essentially we contained them for the most part. Right. Absolutely. We contained him in the same way that we did the Chiefs this year. I think we gave people a blueprint. Right. Make them run it. But you just got to score more points than them. Right. <laughs> Our offense just wasn't really good that game. We've been we've been better ever since. Right. So if you take a, and we shut Tyreek Hill down. Right. We shut down again. We just didn't stop the run. You just forced them to make you run against them. I mean, run against us. Right. And we just score more or hold the ball more, or have a takeaway or two. I think we could win. I think that's the blueprint. I would, I mean, it's Kansas City sure, sure looks beatable. And again, maybe you're right. Maybe they're just being like, hey, let's just mess around. Look, we messed around the last couple of weeks and got first place in the league, and that's it. But Kansas City looks beatable every week. They have looked beatable. Denver almost beat them, and you saw what Buffalo did to Denver. Um, Atlanta almost beat them. If it wasn't for the defensive player getting his finger on the kick at the end, that game was going to overtime. Like, Kansas City is a beatable team. Mm-hmm. Buffalo looks unbeatable at this point. Um, but again, playoffs are a whole new season, man. Anything can happen. Much like how I say that with division games, division games are so much different than any other game because you're this is the same team you play twice a year and. They eventually learn your learn your quirks, learn your tricks, unless you're the Bills playing New England for 20 seasons. You, you know what we keep talking about, and I think everybody wants to see. And I've I've tweeted this multiple times: Chiefs Bills AFC Championship. But uh-huh. who's to say Tennessee doesn't 
run up in Kansas City and it shocked the world, right? And now we don't even have to play them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then somebody just beats Tennessee the next week, and then we play somebody like the damn Steelers in the championship, right? Or the Colts or whatever. Regardless, if we don't play, I'm not I'm not afraid of anybody outside of Kansas City. So if somebody if somebody upsets Kansas City, the road to Super Bowl goes through Buffalo, and I ain't scared. Wow, you heard it here first, man. There it is. I thought I thought Nick had some hot takes lately. Brace throwing out the hot takes tonight, like straight up, straight up. I like it, man. I look, anything's possible, and and I I I I I'm refraining so much to get myself too excited because we've done it so many seasons in a row. We're like, oh man, this team's good. Oh man, the Bills are five and zero. Oh. This could be the team. Oh man, they're one game away from the playoffs. There's no way they're going to lose to the backups of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Win and get in. That's all you got to do. And they couldn't even do that. Um, you know, even last year. Oh man, look, the Bills are up sixteen nothing going into halftime. Like they're going to win the playoff game. Anything's possible. And too many times do I feel us as fans have gotten ourselves too far ahead. And and I'm still like that. I've texted Nick. I don't know how many times this year. Dude, I'm nervous about this game today. I'm nervous about this game today. I did it for the Steelers game. I did it for the Niners game. Because you know why? Those are games that we have seen year in and year out a Buffalo Bills team go in and just lay a major goose egg. But this team's yeah. good, man. That's why I feel like anything's really possible. Like, you really don't know. I hear you, man. I hear you. I'm, not, I'm with Bray, man. I ain't worried. Chiefs at the Chiefs. Chiefs have got to be favorited in that game, I would think, if they're hosting the Bills. But that game, that sounds like so much fun. Bills at Chiefs for the AFC Championship. The over the total, the over-under for that game, would it be like 70? I like Bryce's point, though, of the AFC Championship game coming to Buffalo because I feel like that would be – first. okay, real quick, going back on this point, the AFC Championship game comes to Buffalo. How many fans at that point are breaking down the gates to get into the stadium? They're allowed 6,700, but what's stopping 80,000 fans from storming that stadium? (laughs) Well, I mean, you you see them at the airports now with no masks, so I don't think COVID's stopping anything in Buffalo. Listen, if anyone wants to go to the airport and yell and cheer for this team, great, fine and dandy. Wear your mask and stay away from Josh Allen's car, please. And clean the F up. Thank like, you. Did you see all that trash on the ground? Like, come on, bro. First of all, why are y'all going to the airport? But don't get me started on that, right? You, okay, you do what you want. Fans can do what they want. However, clean up. Wear your mask. It's that simple. So we've gotten the we've gotten the uh, uh, I don't want I, I guess the called out. I should say it's the best way. I've been been called out multiple times for the Bills game in Jacksonville, where the Bills fans just left all their trash everywhere in the parking lots of Jacksonville. First of all. Doesn't matter. Jacksonville, no offense to any of our listeners who live in Jacksonville, but Jacksonville is a giant trash dump anyway. I, I hate that city. The city smells. It's just a disgusting town. But anyway, um, there's the, the I guess it was all over like their news, like weeks after the Bills game of how like the Bills fans just came and trashed their parking lots. And I'm like, yeah, but that's what they do here. Like, unless someone tells them differently, they're going to do what they do here because that's how they do it. Like, 
I would clean up after yourself, man. Right. But you're going to the airport. That's a different story. Clean up after yourself at the airport. Kudos to those two people that did clean up after everyone that were there for, for hours and not on end. Um, but I'm more upset the idiots who didn't wear masks and then ran up on Josh Allen's truck with his window down. And now I'm still nervous for another week because it hasn't been two weeks yet. And I'm hoping that he doesn't get COVID. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like you gotta be, you gotta be smart, right? Like, yeah, you want to you want to see Josh Allen and all this other kind of stuff, but come on, we're in a we're in a pandemic. Be an adult, be responsible. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine you being the person because you want to get a glimpse of Josh Allen in his vehicle in the dark. You want to stick your whole head inside of his window. For you know what I'm saying? For what? Right. Josh don't know you, and all you're gonna do is go back and tell your friends that hey, my head was in Josh Allen's vehicle, and nobody's gonna believe you anyways, bro. As long as it as long as it is Josh Allen, you're telling people that you actually saw Josh Allen. Right. And then but who who knows and who cares? Right. Just, exactly. It's a guy doing it for the gram. That's it. That's what it's oh, all about. Man. That's all anyone cares about. It's all about the gram now. People eat for the gram. Graham eats first, man. Nah, Nick eats first. <laughs> <laughs> so it takes I, an hour I, to clean up. That's right. It takes forever to clean up dishes. We were late today starting because of dishes, and then he had a late. My computer had to, had to install some program or something. More technical difficulties. Um, real quick, man, before before we, we, we wrap up and everything, I got to ask you a question, Bray, because I caught it late, so I, I want you to explain it to me a little bit if you can. I saw you drop in Fitz Tyrod comparisons like – all over the place the last two days on Twitter. Like, uh-huh. you're like, all right, I'm done. And then you're dropping more and more and more. What started this? And I, I, I truthfully couldn't tell from the stats what side you run. Were you a Fitz guy or a Tyrod guy or what? I couldn't tell. So it's it's been the same it's been the same conversation I've been having for for the last two or three years, however long it's been since Tyrod's been gone, right? And it's been the same the same conversation. People don't respect Tyrod the same way that they respect a different quarterback, right? Like if we're gonna come, if we're gonna say, "Oh, we love Fitz, but Tyrod was trash," when Tyrod is was the better quarterback, I have an issue, right? And and not to sugarcoat anything, but it has to do with race, right? For for a a degree, right? Yeah. And you, of course, you got people that jump in and say. Oh, it's not race for me. It's just that in the third blase block, which is understandable. Again, Tyrod was limited. I'm not even not the first. I'm not going to say that Tyrod was limited. I never said Tyrod was wasn't a great. I mean, was a great quarterback. I never once said that Tyrod was limited. I'm fine with letting him go, right? But what you're not going to do is say, "Ah, uh, we love Fitz. Fitz was great," but then in the same breath say Tyrod was trash when Tyrod was the better quarterback. No, so that's I, really, really what the issue was. I would agree with you. I think Tyrod was a better quarterback. I think Tyrod is more exciting. I think Fitz just had the better weapons. You know, Fitz had the Fred Jackson, who was a very good running back. Tyrod was kind of all over the place with his running backs. You know, he really didn't have a, a, a I felt like a solid knock him out. Oh my gosh, got a great running game. Tyrod was the running game for the most part. 
And no, Tyrod had uh, McCoy. They were they were. Tyrod had McCoy. Ty- You're right. I'm sorry. People are, people are confused with Tyrod's last season, which was Josh's first season, right? They talk about all the weapons Josh didn't have his rookie season. They were literally the same weapons that Tyrod had his last season, right? So people forget that the Bills were the number one running team Tyrod's first and second year, right? Yeah. So he he was he was a pretty good pretty good quarterback his first two years, right? People are so harped on that last season where we snuck in the playoffs and they are they're confused. Tyrod had Deontay Thompson, Jordan Matthews, Kelvin Benjamin, rookie Zay Jones. But like are you serious? People act like Tyrod didn't end the drop. Tyrod ended what? the drop. People act like Tyrod didn't end the drop. Tyrod ended exactly. the drop. Give that exactly. guy some love. You don't gotta say he was a better quarterback than he was, but don't act like you don't have love for the guy. Come on. Exactly. And that's the other issue because they, they'll say, Oh, and literally, and I've had this so many times. And people come on my mentions and they'll say, Oh, Tyrod didn't end the drought. Andy Dalton did. Are you yeah. serious? That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. When has Bills fans ever not praised an average player? Right, like I've seen it happen multiple times, but when it comes to Tyrod, for some reason that love isn't there, and they'll say shit like, "Oh, well, Fitz always shouts out Buffalo, this, that, and the third. Bro, Tyrod got benched for for Nathan Peterman. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna show love to it. They try to get rid of you. Bench me for Nathan Peterman, and you expect Tyrod, who was a model citizen. Right, mm-hmm. Tyrod was a great person, still a great person, right? And they benched him for Nathan Peterman, who we all know how that worked out, which was probably the top five favorite moments of all time because I knew they shouldn't have put him in the game. Yeah, he goes in there and he throws pick after pick after pick after pick after pick, right? That's five picks, right? Five picks in the first half, right? And then you want to go back to Tyrod, right? Who was not even playing horrible, right? At what point? Yeah, so, the, their defense got rolled three games in a row, gave up like 50 points, and then they, they benched the quarterback after that. Right, for Nathan Peterman, who was a rookie, who I even saw in, in preseason, which is what I was talking about. In, in the preseason, he was one read, quick trigger, right? Same mm-hmm. as Ben Roethlisberger prior to him. You know what I'm saying? You press these guys, take away that first read, he has nowhere to go, right? Literally what happened, and then – Nathan, you seen what happened. You can't if a guy is put in that situation, how do you expect him when he knows what the fans say? He's, he sees it too, right? He knows how the fans received him in Buffalo. No way he's gonna shot him out, right? Bills fans love Fitzpatrick. You don't get me wrong, the whole Fitzpatrick shit is funny, it's great. Love it to death. Fitzpatrick will get hot for three games, and then you know what happens the rest of the games. Like, come on, man. You know, I I liked Tyrod. I never had an issue with Tyrod. I my biggest problem with Tyrod was the game. It was a, straight up was a playoff game because he wasn't terrible all year. He wasn't great. I mean, don't get me wrong. He wasn't putting up Josh Allen numbers, right? But the playoff game, he just seemed to in a winnable playoff game, nonetheless against what at that point I still think was a bad Jacksonville team that just got lucky for two games to get to where they got. Um, 
he just couldn't close it out. And all he had to do was win one game. If he would have won one playoff game, I think everyone would have looked at him totally different. However, I do agree with you, Bray, because, yes, he ended the drought, not Andy Dalton. Andy right. Dalton threw the touchdown that sure helped Buffalo get in, but Tyrod won those games. Tyrod helped lead that team. Tyrod was the quarterback in Buffalo. Tyrod was the one that ended that drought. Yeah, uh, I, I don't even like that we're talking about this like it's a de- like it's a debate. That's just a really dumb thing to say. That's not – Tyrod ended the drought. Don't tell me some other shit. Right. right. And, I, and I will say this, though. As much as I liked Tyrod, and and I was a big defender of Ty, Tyrod for a long, long time. When, you know, his whole time in Buffalo, I thought Tyrod got a bad rap from a lot of people who just thought he was a bad quarterback. And I just thought people were just nitpicking and everything. However, as much as I liked Tyrod, I love Josh Allen. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I, would, right. Wouldn't, I wouldn't even I, – I never even said I want Tyrod to even still be here. It's not even right. a debate. I would always pick Josh Allen. Right. And then let's not forget, again, that playoff game you was talking about. Jacksonville had a great defense. Right. Mm-hmm. Tyrod had no weapons. Right. right. They right. shut Kelvin Benjamin down, who was supposed to be what? Our number one. Right. Like, come on. Man. Sure. Jalen Ramsey was what? The top corner in the game at the time. Right. They had a great defense and they just ha- didn't have any weapons. Granted, again, I'm not saying Tyrod was great. He probably he probably should have won that game. We had a chance. We. We're the only team that held Jacksonville to 10 points during that playoff run. So it was a very winnable game. So I see it. However, don't. All right. The the thing that the, the, the worst part about all of that, right, is the fact that Blake Bortles beat Buffalo in a playoff game. Like, yes. Blake Bortles had to beat Buffalo in a playoff game. Blake Bortles, right. who who was on a practice squad as of, as of last week and just signed with, I believe it was the Rams, because um, Goff is out this week with a – I don't know, he did something to his thumb. But yeah. Like, come on. Blake I didn't even Bortles. know he was still in the league. Right. Like terrible. But outside of that, man, give me I know we we, we danced around the Dolphins. We talked for a little playoff. Bree, you, you live in Virginia currently, right? Yeah, Virginia Beach. How far are you from Tyrod's hometown? Where where is his hometown? Uh he's from the, the seven five seven. I don't it might be Virginia Beach. Hampton. It might be new. It's either Hampton or Newport News. If that's the case, it's like an hour forty-five or forty-five minutes. I want to say EJ Manuel was closer. EJ Manuel was uh, he was he was Virginia Beach, so he was Bayside. So um, he was probably closer than Tyrod was. Okay. All right, man. By the way, just being around Tyrod, the humblest guy you could want to meet. Like very, very polite to everyone he's interacted with. Mm -hmm. You know what's also funny since we're since we're talking about. Virginia Beach players. So Justin Hunter went to the same high school I went to, right? Mm-hmm. Granted, he was a lot, a lot younger than me. I think my little brother went to school with him, but he went to the same high school I went to. And then Percy Harvin was in school the same time I was. So he went to Lansdowne and, you know, he was, if you remember Percy Harvin coming out of high school and college, he was phenomenal. The guy was a great football player and he stomped us every year and we hated him. <laughs> However, <laughs> he was – you can't deny that the man was talented, but we hated him when he was here playing all four years and beating us. My wife's right. favorite, favorite Bills player because she went to UF is Percy Harvin. She even has a Percy Harvin jersey. My, my wife, because she went oh, to really? UF, uh-huh. huge Percy Harvin fan. Um, so we got her. It was like closeout after he, like, retired from the Bills. Uh, they had, like, a Percy Harvin jersey at the Bills store for 10 bucks. <laughs> 
first time. So the the funniest thing is like once like once he was done beating our ass every four years and he goes to UF, right? Now all of a sudden every everybody in the seven five seven are Percy Harvin fans because he's from Virginia Beach. Right. Well, that's how it was with Sammy Watkins, right? Like Sammy Watkins, I saw Sammy Watkins play in high school. He played against my high school. So his high school came in my sophomore year. So he was – or no, my junior year. So he was a freshman my junior year. He was playing varsity. And, and he went to Fort Myers High School in Florida, right? South Fort Myers High School. South Fort Myers High School. South Fort Myers High School. Um, and he just wiped the that, – that, that whole team at the time just wiped the floor with us. A lot of D1 players, but Sammy was playing um, defensive back and receiver freshman <laughs> sophomore year. So he was on the field for every single play. The dude was just unreal. And so, so to see him come up and then play for the Bills, I got super excited. Then he got to Buffalo, and I'm like, all right, I'm not – like, whatever. He, the guy can't stay healthy. Apparently his feet hurt him, whatever happened to him. But People forget that, that nine-game stretch that he had, though. You know, know what I'm saying? Like, you're right. Oh. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I, you know what, though? I'm more – I'm happier now with who the Bills have there than who they oh, had absolutely. when was there. You know? I, I, I like John Brown. I like Cole Beasley. And obviously, as we've all said, we love Stephon Diggs. So, yeah, I'm from, I'm Stephon Diggs. I don't right. have any cool stories about playing against NFL guys in high school. <laughs> no. <laughs> there, there's no guys that I think from that came out of the 716 in the NFL. There's a part of Mostly backups. There's a couple guys, but nobody who's like a skilled position. I mean, Gronkowski, but he, he moved to Pittsburgh for high school. There's a punter for the Tennessee punters from yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, he's um, very good. Yes, yes. He's he, he's well. He was yeah, playing in. Uh, yeah, he's from Rhode Island. Yes, yes. Um, so Bray, so we danced around a little bit. We talked about Miami, as we do every week with all our guests. We need to get a prediction from you for the game. So, what is your prediction for this week? We'll talk. We'll cover the first Bills Dolphins game. What is your prediction this week for the Bills? Um, Score wise, what what do you got? Score wise, uh, do I get two scenarios? Like, are we starting our starters? Or are we not starting our starters? You get you got to project all that into your, into wow. your prediction. I'm still okay. It. Nick's already yeah, got. Nick shut it all down. All right, so I I want to say we lose, right? I I think they're going to go to Fitz. Fitz is going to want to get that playoff game. We're not going to have our starters in there long. So we'll we'll probably we'll probably lose that one. Uh, probably twenty to ten. Wow. Okay. Okay. Nick, what are your thoughts for Sunday? Yeah, I feel basically I feel exactly like Bray, but I'm trying to decide. Like the biggest question for me is, is McDermott smart enough to like really sit all the starters and just put all the backups in, or is he gonna be like, no, we need the number two seed. We need to play Josh Allen into the fourth quarter, like. I like I feel like he kind of would do that. I don't know. I'm I'm hoping he doesn't, and I'm gonna roll with that. And I'm gonna just pick a similar score to Bray. Let's so let's. I want I want to see Ryan Fitzpatrick come in relief and lead the Dolphins to his first playoff berth ever, and then get smoked the next week by the Bills. But I'll say, Dolphins come back at the end. We'll say, what did you? I don't want to pick the same thing. Tell me yours again, Bray. You said twenty to ten. Uh, twenty to ten. Yeah. All right, we're gonna say. 17-13 Miami. Wow. Take the under. Okay. I think the Bills are going to come out. 
I think the starters are going to start, right? I think and you're mm-hmm. not going to hear much from McDermott about what the starters are doing or what the defense is doing or what he's doing with anything because you know him. He 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 believes in the competitive advantage. When he that- already came on and said he's not saying it. Right. So he's not going to tell you. Thank you, for, thank you for that. I'm telling yeah. you, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you a word. So I think the starters will play a quarter, maybe not a whole half, maybe a quarter. And I think in that quarter, the starters get up by enough mm-hmm. to feel comfortable. I think the difference between this Bills team and last year's Bills team is they have a lot of depth. Obviously, I don't think Matt Barkley is going to lead five touchdown drives on seven drives. But they do have a lot of depth, more so on the defense. And I think the Bills' second, uh, the the Bills' backup defensive players can match up with this Dolphins' defense any day. Um, and I think the Bills get out to a big enough lead. And I think the Bills, with their backups in, are going to win this game. I'm going to go with a score of 2019. Really close, but I think the Bills will squeak it out. Okay. I want Ryan Patrick to have a playoff game in his life. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I, I feel like they can still lose and still make the playoffs. So yeah, that's true. I, I think I think Brian Flores is going to let it happen, right? I think I think I mean Fitzpatrick is a likable guy, right? Like I think people want to see him in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whether you whether you're a Dolphins fan or you just just a fans of the NFL, right? Like people love Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's fun. He's exciting. He you know. He's like a, a a great 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 value, great value, Brett Favre with with how much fun he has on the field, you know. So he's a likable guy, and people, I think people want to see him in the playoffs. You see that fa- after he got that face mask call this week, he's walking down the field pulling his face. Yeah, I was great. It's because Gruden lost. It. I don't care what anyone says. Everyone wants to blame the 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 Raiders defense for losing that game for them. However. Gruden lost that game for them by saying, "Oh, hey, let's just kneel it with twenty, with forty seconds left or whatever, and go for three instead of just putting it the game away by getting a touchdown and forcing them to go down the field to, to score a touchdown. Like stupidity, man. Like that's all that was. That was absolute stupidity by Gruden, and more or less he just eliminated his team from the playoffs at that point." I honestly didn't even watch the game, so I don't even know what you're talking about. I was so mad. I was so mad watching that game, man. You, you know, <laughs> glad you didn't. I, I told I, you, I, I don't. I don't watch Dolphins games. There's no way I'm watching them. The, the last ten minutes was all you need to see. Like nothing. <laughs> boring game, first three and a half quarters, and then like three, four touchdowns back to back to back. It was exciting. Fitzpatrick went in relief. Uh, yeah, Gruden. Gruden is having a season, in my opinion. He could get fired if he was a normal coach. They can't fire him though. He, they got him. Right, right. That's the thing because of his contract. Like the, I remember the Raiders Chargers game two or three weeks ago, just horribly mismanaged both ways. And I think I tweeted, "It's a real shame only one of these teams can fire their coach because Gruden makes too much money on that contract." Do Anthony th- Lynn's gone. Gruden you, should be, but he won't. Do you think Gruden gets traded again? Who's going to take that contract? The Jets, the Jets will trade Sam Darnold to the Raiders for John Gruden. <laughs> if that, if that happens, I'm going to cut this Gruden video. Was Gruden was traded to the Bucks the first time. That's how he ended up in Tampa. The Bucks traded for John Gruden. When's you the last know? time a coach got traded? Though I think John Gruden was the last. Would watch 
watch his teams play this year and think that that's someone they want. Like not only not only to hire that guy, but to go out of your way and send assets to pay that guy that much money. That there's would just be. There's two teams that would do it. Jacksonville because they need to put butts in the seats, and Gruden would continue to put butts in the seats. And two, the Jets because they're dumb enough to keep Adam Gase employed this whole season, and to the point that he now has lost them their future franchise quarterback because he decided to have his team all of a sudden start winning football games. And if Gase isn't fired, maybe they trade Gase for Gruden at this point. I don't know. I really don't know. But I would why not is be- Gruden such a such a great coach? That's what I want to know. I don't think he is. I think he gets all the attention for winning the Super Bowl in Tampa, and that was not his team. That was Dungy's team. And I think it's BS that Gruden gets all the love and accolades for winning the Super Bowl that year because that was crap. Yeah. That's the only reason why I think he's looked at as such a great coach because he won a Super Bowl. Got it. But you know what? You know who is a great coach and has won a Super Bowl? Sean McDermott. Great coach. <laughs> that man coach of the year too while we're at it. You know what? Give Josh Allen MVP, give Stephon Diggs Offensive Player of the Year, and give uh, uh, Sean McDermott Coach of the Year. Sign me up. I'm all for it. Like, give Buffalo some love. Did you see the hug at the end of the game with Belichick? Dude, I'm pretty sure Belichick told him, like, this is your division now. Go out there and take it. <laughs> I just heard it was a long hug. I didn't I didn't yeah, actually oh, see it, yeah, but I like, heard it was a long hug. Belichick usually, uh, you know, is – Sticks his arm out and he's, you know, turning away to go to the locker room, you know, before the hands meet. This was like a embrace, you know, slat, you know, bring him in, t- whispered something. McDermott wouldn't say what. I was, I was, I told my brother's joke. I think, I think you said, Can I have a job? <laughs> uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what he said, but it was, it was, it was very respectful um, from Belichick to McDermott. That was, you don't see that from him. I think Belichick might have also told him, like, hey, if you need us to go record any practices, just give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> or deflate any footballs. We're your guys. Yeah, we I, I think I think Bill said something along the lines of uh, – I think I, I want to say his press conference today was uh, – I think I read it somewhere where he said he just commended, commended him on, um, on, on our organization like and what we've done. So – who do you think has to buy the new phone for Blake? Does Belichick have to pay for that phone, or is the team paying for the phone? Uh, probably the team. <laughs> yeah, the team. Isn't wait, isn't he the GM too? Yeah, you're yeah. Not, you're the coach. Yeah, he, I mean, he he probably you know he break I mean, that off. Like he didn't just break that phone; like he like shattered that phone. He was he was angry, angry. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's the angriest, and it was the best part of him being angry is that he was angry. Against the Bills, and it just makes it so much better. Was that Wait, like the ta- somebody said in my mentions something about him breaking that tablet? Was that against us too? It was against the Bills, like twenty sixteen ish, twenty fifteen. Yeah, that's right. That's was right. That, was that the uh, that's a shutout game? The Brissett game, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was that was a good game too. That's right. Oh, I forgot about that one. There's been too many lows against New England that you forget about. Really, all like the, like the highs. You know that the well, that's had. why I remember all the highs because of all the lows. I remember every single win. Hey, don't let this AFC East championship distract you from the fact that the Bills were the last team to shut out the Patriots at Foxborough. All right, don't <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. There you go. I like it. I like it, man. I'm all for it. Like, I'm all for this team. I've said it multiple times. I absolutely love this team. They're so much fun. They just enjoy each other. They enjoy the sport. 
Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen are just BFFs, and I'm all for it. Did you hear that he said? Uh, he said um, sometimes he just tells them to just get open. Yes, I did. He'll, hear that. he'll find you. He'll find you. What? Did you see the, the Did you see the post game press conference? <laughs> They're talking to the, the the ESPN guys, and Josh Allen's like, "Yeah, you know, blah 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 blah." You know, Stephon Diggs knows all my ins and outs, and Stephon goes, "Whoa, whoa!" <laughs> That's a pause moment, buddy. He's like, like, "That was deep. I felt that." <laughs> it was. Uh, it was great. It was great. Again, man, these guys love each other. We love this team. They're just so much fun to watch. Um. Real enjoyable. I'm all for it. Uh, Nick, do you have anything else you want to say before we go? I want to tell you guys to follow at Bree, FreeBree underscore 88 on Twitter. Give this man a follow. Appreciate it. Uh, excuse me. Thank you. You better give him a follow. Don't follow Charlie if you really want to, but definitely follow yeah. Bree. Br- Dude, you had probably the – you probably used that excuse me, thank you gift more than anybody else, like hands down. And Alice, man, the referee one. Is it the which one are you talking about? The referee? Yeah, the referee one. The referee one. Yeah, I was I was trying to incorporate that shit in there um, for the game, but I couldn't think of anything, man. And it, like my thing is, I'm not just gonna just throw shit out just to be throwing it out. But I was thinking so hard. I was like, oh, this is a good time. But I I couldn't I couldn't think of nothing. I, I, I don't know if you listened to one of the episodes, but I gave you a shout out on the episode for your use of that gif. Oh, for real? I, I did gave, gave you a shout out. I'm like, man, if you're not following him, you got to follow him because he's using it like perfectly. Oh, and I, I love the one. It. I love the one. I forgot which one you tweeted. It was something about like, like guys and their wives or something. You're like, you know, all you guys want to like that one, but you can't like it because your wife's a girlfriend. I'm like, oh my god, that was the best one. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely remember that. One. It was the funniest shit because you can tell. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you kind of can tell. Like you can read your mentions, right? You can see this was getting all the retweets. This was getting likes. This one kind of got skipped over, but the next one got. I was like, oh shit! I, I see what's going on. <laughs> you called it. Oh, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. <laughs> It was a lot of fun, though, man. I uh, always like having you on. Like I said, you're probably our fav- at least my favorite guest to have on the show. I'll speak for Nick and say you're our favorite guest to have on. You are always welcome on the show. You're always welcome to come on and talk. Um, love your stories. Love hearing from you, man. Um, I'm sorry that you lost your fantasy football league, but, hey, you know what? <laughs> there's, there's always next year. Right. So, you know, I, I, I think I think you uh, you may be able to pull one over next season on Ryan. Well, I hope so. And I I really do appreciate you having me on. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Anytime. It's a yes, anytime, unless it's my grandmother's birthday. But she already <laughs> had one, so you're good. So, so we'll, we'll, have you on, we'll have you on when the Bills go to the Super Bowl this year. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be, definitely be. I, I probably, I'm not going to lie to you. I probably won't because I'm probably going to be partying in Buffalo. I already told my boss, listen, I'm probably going to take that whole week off. So if they get there, you can just probably count me as absent. Listen, man, I can't I can't promise too many things. However, my company does have seats to the Bucks. I don't know if they get Super Bowl tickets, but Super Bowl, all I'm saying is Super Bowls in Tampa this year. So okay, fans, hey, you want to take a drive down to the Sunshine State? We'll see what we could do. Oh, I'm down there. Skirt, skirt. <laughs> I like it. I love it. I love it. Bray, man, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. 
Um, you have obviously won't talk to you before the new year, so you have a good start to your new year. Hopefully, 2021 is better than what 2020 has been, and we can all get together and celebrate the Buffalo Bills real soon at the Ralph. Absolutely, I appreciate y'all. You have a good night, man. Thanks, man. You too. All right, see you. Dude. All right, man, Nick, that was great. I, uh, you know, again, appreciate Bray coming on. Bray is. I've said it a million times. He's one of my favorite people to talk to. Dude's a blast. Uh, we had Nick was having some technical difficulties before. Bray and I probably were catching up for about a good half hour, forty five minutes before Nick. <laughs> oh, on. God, it wasn't that long. Yeah, it was close to it. Maybe twenty minutes, but we'll round up to half hour. Um, so Bray was telling me some wild stories. Man, he is he's, he's a trip. Man, he's a great guy. Really enjoy having him on. Still need to get him uh, modeling the twenty six shirt. So you know. <laughs> Step your game up, man. Like, saw you on ESPN last night. Like, you're, now you're the big time. You got to help Ray out, man. Get that man on a T-shirt. Yeah, he really could have used him on that fan cam. If you, if you need a guy, any producers listening to this, hit up Ray. Get on that cam. Yeah, get him on um, and and get him get him modeling a T-shirt, man. That that man that man looks like Dan Don's man. That man looks like Donzel Washington. Get him on a T-shirt. He can pull it off easy, easy. I'll. He can take pictures with it. And nowadays, your phones are just as good as the fancy cameras as I'm sure Dell and his guys use for the models. I mean, Nick, you would know you were a model one, one day back in the day. Yeah, we just went to Canalside and, and took some pictures. Somebody had a nice camera, but it was. Uh, tell, tell, tell Bray to go down to the beach. He lives in Virginia Beach. Go to the beach and go take some pictures on the beach. No different than the canal, man. That's all I gotta say. I'm I'm just giving Dell ideas. That's all. I don't know if he listens to our show or not, but I'm just giving him some ideas in case he ever does listen. All right, Charlie, we gotta let the people have a life outside of this podcast. We gotta end it here. Is there really a life outside of the, of Buffalo sports? Because I don't think there is, especially right now when your team is this good. Um, by the way, real quick, Nick, before we go, two weeks from today, you know what that means. Uh, I'm going to guess um, Sabres start. Sabres season starts, man. Should be fun. Training camp starts Friday. We'll probably talk about that next week, so make sure you tune in listen. We're finally going to talk some hockey. Uh, training camp starts on Friday. Players report Thursday. Physicals, all that good stuff Thursday. Players get on the ice on Friday. Um, pretty good roster, it looks like, coming in. The only player that's missing right now is Uka Pekalukanen. Who they decided to keep down on his junior team for one more year. Uka Pekka Lukanen. Yeah, love it. I can't wait till the plays in the NHL. That's gonna be that's gonna be a fun name for him. I hope Jim Lorenzo is still around and has to try to say that name <laughs> 50 times a game because that'd be so much fun. But uh as always, guys, we appreciate you guys listening. You can follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Veronica on Twitter, me on Twitter at Chawit68, or always follow the, the podcast on Twitter at the underscore process pod. Um, like, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. Any questions, comments, anything, slide into those DMs. We always like to hear from you. Tweet us, retweet us, answer our poll questions, all that good stuff. Looking forward to talking to you guys next week right here on The Process Podcast. I'm Charlie, that's Nick, and remember to always trust the process.